Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom, in which we take the time with the small cap executives about what's going on with their companies with us today. Happy to have him back. David Lukacs, the CEO at Liquid Avatar Technologies, Tracing Canada LQID. For our friends in the US under LQABF. For those of you in the story, as you know, the company's genesis, or maybe you might not know, but the genesis of the company, it's as a global blockchain and personal identity solutions company. And they specialize in empowering people like you and me to manage, control, and even generate revenue and value from our biometrically verified digital identity. And guys, uh, this is already sweeping the Web3 world. So this is where the world is going. Uh, the company has used it's you know, the Genesis technology that expanded to what I like to call three legs. First, digital identity itself. They've announced a, a partnership and potentially as many as 8,000 stores with the Ontario Community Store Association. In the metaverse uh, vertical, they've got their Aftermath Island, which has been a, a smash success and done well over a million dollars in sales. Maybe we'll talk about that. And then on the NFT side, they've, uh, they've launched Oasis Digital Studios, which is helping uh, artists launch their NFT programs uh, and tell them you know, self-service, full-service artists so they can take, uh, you know, get to the market. They've already partnered with the likes of McCartney Multimedia, May Pang, who's going to bring the John Lennon, some great John Lennon photos to the NFT world, and rapper Jeezy. Uh, David, welcome back, my friend. Thank you, George. Great to be here, as always. Today, you, you know, usually you and I talk about tech. We do a deep dive mm-hmm. tech. You guys are doing unbelievable stuff. But here we're talking about tech in terms of what that's doing to your financial reporting. So let's talk about the year end and, and what's happening, given the fact that you are you know, a Web3 company trying to, trying to file annual financials. Well, George, you know, it's an interesting situation because over the last few months, we've, um, we've seen a lot of uh, change in the review process um, with uh, audited companies, given the fact that NFTs are so new, digital assets, and... Um, you know, tighter compliance rules as well, which I, I applaud. Um, you know, our company alone has has um, uh, gone through a review um, from the regulators. We've had to make some corrections, which we're happy to do and, and provide a more fulsome report to uh, stakeholders as we go forward in our MD&A. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a learning experience. Even after all this time, it's a learning experience to see what new things and, and, and that the regulators want to see, and they think, and I, and I, again, I agree with this. Will protect investors. I think the other thing to, to look at is is that this te- the change in technology for NFTs, for digital assets, for tokenization, for all these new opportunities. We whether they are deemed securities or, in our case, we think of them as collectibles. Um, there, there's a lot of new reporting, a lot of new. Um, uh, talk about how do you manage and control inventory? Is there inventory? Well, yeah, the, to, to be clear, these are traditional. Yeah. I sell a widget. I've got some inventory. Uh, you know, and uh, every auditor, every accountant, every CFO knows, knows how to deal with these. Right. Web3 assets are fungible, non-fungible. There's got so many variables involved bag. with them. So this isn't a shortcoming on Liquid Avatar. This is I just- I don't think so, no. No, I don't think so either, but I want to make sure we talk about this with the shareholders. This is more just a case of, hey, it's hard enough for me to understand Web3, and I do very well, but took a lot of education. 
Now you're talking about auditors and accountants and CFOs who are trying to figure out what are the NFTs. Well, oh, and you add to that, George, if I might. How do they account for them, right? Well, I add to this the fact that IFRS, the International Financial Reporting Standards, are very unique. I mean, we're looking at things that what, what are the contractual arrangements of purchasing an NFT versus the implied arrangements of, of an NFT. So we're looking at all kinds of new ways to account for new assets. And that may be different in the United States where they're using U.S. GAAP. So it's, it, is, it is a very, very interesting time for public companies. And, you know, we did in, in Q4, we did just over a million dollars in sales. We did an, an, of NFTs. Now, given the fact that we're building a metaverse, it was agreed ultimately by the accountants and our auditors and ourselves that that revenue will be deferred. And, and well, we're not- The reason happy. why it's deferred, just to be clear, is because you're, you've received uh, $1,000 from George, but you're not delivering the NFT until aftermath biologists. No, 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 no. Okay. We have, we've delivered the NFTs on demand. That's the sale. And, and, and we believe contractually there's no further obligation to the NFT holder. But because we're building a metaverse, there could be an implied um, uh, expectation right. that, that, so because there's an, that, that implied, it changes the rules of revenue recognition. So we're in the process of, of we record our sales, their sales are our sales. We took cash in, we delivered the, the item. It's all done and over with. But and how the accountants account for all how that. the accountants account for it. And it and and it is an interesting discussion that we had between our accountants and our lawyers, because in some respects, they they are they I'm not saying that we didn't agree, which we did ultimately. But when you look at it legally versus the accounting process, they might be uniquely different. I think personally that, um, you know, whether I think it's right or wrong, I think personally that doesn't always give the best. Um, description to the individual um, reader because they say, well, you sold this, you should be able to record it. But I think for our purposes, it, I believe it's a relatively short-term potential issue because we're expecting to start delivering some of our metaverse assets. Again, no guarantee, but that's our expectation um, uh, later this year. That that's, that's what our expectation is. So I think as we start to roll out, our revenue recognition policies will be updated potentially to to reflect the fact that not only are we selling something, but we're actually delivering it against a potential expectation. And there's the double-edged sword of being a leader in a yeah. burgeoning, emerging, emerging paradigm shifting parabolic growing space, right? Yeah. Which is you're on a rocket ride, the industry is on a rocket ride, but to the traditional world, whether it's investors, lawyers, mm -hmm. accountants, auditors, CFOs, they're trying to catch up, right? Exactly. So, you know, what do you, what do you think the future holds for companies in the NFT space? Is it going to be an ongoing problem, or eventually the auditors, accountants, uh, securities commissions, and all that are going to get together and really help define all this so everyone's you know on the same page? Well, I think this happened in 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 in, 19, in the late '90s and the early 2000s, where it took a little bit, a bit of time for everybody to find an equilibrium. I think the equilibrium will be found, but as 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 you said, as as one of the few. Uh, what we believe public companies in the space, we have to take a leadership role and we have to be a trailblazer. That doesn't always mean that everything is is going to be perfect. But what is really, really good for us is that when we sell something as an NFT, 
we receive funds for it um, effectively immediately. You know, it's it's the money is is transferred immediately before they deliver. So it's just in time a sale. Now, um, I think over time, we're going to find processes that everyone agrees to. But when we're seeing um, companies who are not regulated doing things that companies that are regulated can't do, it really creates this, you know, this two-tiered opportunity. Yeah. And I think over time, we'll find that many more companies are, um, are trying to follow a general set of rules. I'll give you an example. I was on the phone um, this week with a group uh, out of Asia. And, and they are a very much a Web 3.0 company and they want to do work in the metaverse, but they are regulated because they have a brokerage license. So they have to follow the traditional rules, even though they want to deal with Web 3.0 people who want decentralization. So there still is this um, double edged sword, as you say, where you want to focus on giving everybody Web 3 decentralized services, but you still have regulatory obligations that, that mean you have to do things in a certain way. The opportunity I see here, David, is for a fourth leg liquid avatar, liquid avatar financial. No, you might, as well, no, no, no. you might as well create a whole lot. I know this is tongue in cheek. You might as well create an entire new auditing, you know, practice and help everybody else that's going to go through this same problem. But again, it's a double-edged sword. I love it. That's this is the flip side of being involved in the cutting edge parabolic mm. paradigm shifting industry. Um, so all right, um, we'll we'll wait for all that. But in the meantime. That doesn't impact the business, right, David? The business. No, no, it it, it might be in, in the recording, the reporting, and and again, you know that that's where that is. But the business is the business, and we continue to move forward strongly, in our humble opinion, in the business. Seeing uh, last question, and on that note, I see uh, some changes on the team. Yeah. Maybe you want to elaborate a little bit on that, as to uh, you know uh, what what's the shift there? Well, we've had a fantastic team, but as we grow and we morph and change other opportunities for people um, come up and we've had um, some change in, in, in some of our management positions. Uh, you know, it, it, it's been great working with people and, and, and new opportunities that they find them, uh, you know, they want to move into and they're personal and or professional. And we're, we're like, we're supportive and everyone has been supportive of us at the same time. It gives us an opportunity to um, bring in, in new people and people that have been working in other positions to accelerate our business in the long term. So I think these are good moves. The other opportunity is we've had an opportunity to now change our board over, create um, what I would call more diversity in our board and more breadth and scope. So we've had some great opportunities um, um, with people that have been loyal and, and been with us for years. And now we have opportunities to bring in new people who have new fresh perspectives that might help us accelerate the business even further than it, than the than the earlier people helped us get to today. So well, I that's think the other, that that's the other double-edged sword, which is people are moving in, moving out because this space is growing so fast that yeah. it's creating opportunity. So you're uh, the changing of the guard is taking place. Uh, bottom line, those finish on a, on a real positive note. The Web three space, David. I see it as it's just exploding. Um, that doesn't mean everything's exploding. It's not, this isn't the rising tide lifts all boats. The market has definitely uh, done some rationalization and you know, exactly. George Bucks, you know, has crashed to zero because uh, I mm -hmm. thought I was going to sell people, not that I have, but I'm using it as an example for everyone at home. So don't go looking for George Bucks. But um, uh, the, the space is blowing up. Um, talk to us a little bit about just in general, what you see, for the old, it, we haven't talked about this, but City came out. Did we talk about? We haven't talked about this since it came out. But City, the investment bank, said Metaverse is going to be 
10 to 13 trillion dollars, 5 billion users by 2030. I mean, that must have excited the hell out of you guys to, as validation. Well, we're looking, we're seeing it everywhere. Um, you know, Board Apes did a land sale and did $300 million and basically crashed Ethereum. I mean, we're that we're seeing a complete um, overhaul in the NFT market moving towards virtual land and, and items around that virtual land. So that if we're in that epicenter, our, um, our position is a bit different because we're offering to a wider audience. Um, I think I can say with great confidence that approximately 90% of people who buy NFTs from us are using traditional payment methodology fiat. So that opens up with only about 10% of the money supply um, being crypto today the 90% that isn't crypto, we have an attractive opportunity for that audience. We also see that, that you know, the, the opportunity for virtualization is not changing, it's growing. People are going to do more work, more education. We're seeing new opportunities um, start. We're seeing brands really starting to say, we've got to do something in the metaverse. We don't want to be left behind. Everything from food to consumer packaged goods to automotive to all kinds of everything. Everything. There isn't anything that's not Sports, we're seeing a lot of opportunity in the sports industry, in the education industry. It is, it is absolutely amazing to see the opportunity. But what we are seeing, which I think we predicted months ago with you, is that people are starting to say, if you want to be in our metaverse, you got to make sure you're a real person. This is the real, true opportunity that we're seeing. And I mean, it's extending everywhere. P you know. People want to be assured that the person standing beside them in the metaverse is a real person. You know, somebody said something interesting about Liquid Avatar the other day. They said to me, iPhone was the real deep penetration onto the internet because it allowed so, you know, so many things to happen real granular. And, and they said, you know, the iPhone into the metaverse hasn't been, hasn't been really, um, uh, extended yet, but Liquid Avatar, the guy said to me, and, and this wasn't somebody who works for you. Just he says, I think Liquid Avatar is the iPhone for the metaverse. Uh, that is the gate. They're the gateway where George can go on for Gorcom, be a different personality, gaming, be a different personality, banking, have different information, on and on and on. Um, so when uh, you know when you hear things like that, does that? you know, kind of blow you away in terms of what the potential is for Liquid Avatar. And we could dive, you know, dovetailing to what you said. It's, we got to make sure people are real. Well, you know, it, it's amazing because we're, we're on the inside looking out and, and everything takes more time than you expect. I mean, we expected sure. Ontario to have their, uh, the province of Ontario to have their digital identity out last year. And, and there's been delays. And now with the, uh, um, you know, the potential upcoming election, um, now the issue is, how do we um, um, do that in a time where they're, so, they're, they're literally frozen? So, so we're still doing our testing and piloting um, with the Ontario Convenience Store Association. So we're seeing new ways of doing that. We're seeing um, other government agencies saying, well, wow, if you're selling something online that's restricted, we better start thinking about online age verification. So we're, yep. Seeing, yep. So we're, we're seeing all these markets open up and, 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 we have some great first mover advantage. Again, we're a very small company in comparison to major organizations like MasterCard or IBM or um, Microsoft. But we are seeing that that people are recognizing our skill sets. And and if if someone says, well, we could be the iPhone of the metaverse, I mean, I think that's unbelievably that's a yeah. freak out for me. Even, a freak I don't think it'll be so well, but that just made sense, yeah. right? 
Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it is the tool that allows you to go do all the things from one place. Right. That's what the iPhone did. Yeah. You know, e-commerce uh, from e-commerce, anything, gaming, music, download, whatever yeah. you wanted. That's what we're, Hey, thanks for giving me a break today. Cause usually we go deep dive into no, some no. breaking technology and I've, you know, it, has, it twists my tongue in my brain, but today was an easier one. And, uh, and thanks. For, I think uh, the show was appreciate that you come on and explain to people what's going on with the, with the financials and this and the reason. Well, I think it's important because, because, um, you know, what was really important to us is the fact that we're doing business. Um, whether we whether we get to record it this quarter or next quarter because it's deferred uh, or or uh, subsequent quarters, I think that's because it'll show up. I think the fact is that we're doing business. We're selling things every day and we're generating sales. I, I'd love to say that we're generating revenue, but that's being deferred right now. But I think we're generating sales and we're taking in funds from those sales. That is the it's real. The that's real. Business. That's all. That's that the real. Exactly. And I, and I think if shareholders have questions and and need to understand further, they can reach out to us. But I think it's important that shareholders understand that we understand this. As management, we understand these things, and they're taking longer. And um, we are trailblazers. And and at the end of the day, if it's taking a little longer than we anticipated to get everything filed, well, then at the end of the day, it's because. There is such a thorough reviewer in this new area of expertise. David, thanks for joining us, my friend. Can't wait to Thank have you me back. Thanks, George. Great to be here. For everybody at home, you've been watching and listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To David Lukacs, the CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies, trades in Canada under LQID for friends in the US, LQABF. To do your due diligence, get to Gorecom, go to the profile page, and from there, hop onto the company's main website. If you believe in the future of the metaverse, digital identity, NFTs, and you want some small cap exposure, all that, do your due diligence and don't tell me 12 months from now that we didn't tell you so. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.